Welcome, everybody, to Lore and Poor. Guess what? We've got, I've said this for, I think, 22 episodes straight now, a very special episode for you all tonight. <laughs> and that's because we have got the one, the only, the leading expert on Warforge. That's right. Last week, we had Eberron. This week, we're coming in hot with the Warforge to uh, love Eberron so, so much. Um, Ryan, hey, how's it going? Hello, hello. Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Yes, you probably know Ryan from all over the internet, from Cast Party, and also from all of his various Warforged blog posts. He's uh-huh. posting every two hours or so. How do you roughly I- every two hours? I'm trying to go down to one hour every week now, like every <sighs> single day. It's getting a little rough, but. Um, fun fact, as you know, Adam, I'm actually a, a descendant of the Kenneth family, right? Yeah, I guess you yeah. do have to keep your the, your the house name relevant, right? Exactly. When- I got to keep it going. You know, my mom's stepmom's third cousin's roommate was, was actually Jorlana DeCaneth. So, like, I if don't- you really think about it, I basically built the first ever Warforged. Right. I don't think... No, I don't think that roommates count. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm not. I'm um let's go to you know what the next step is we always <laughs> talk about what we're drinking tonight. And because what we're drinking tonight, it's making my mental math of how relationships and roommates factor into uh family trees. <laughs> it very well may be that a roommate does count as uh, like a distant cousin or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what are we drinking tonight before we get into um, it? I am an incredible lightweight, so I have a blueberry, or not, sorry, not blueberry, blue raspberry vodka and Sprite, which also makes me forget about relationships. So, Ryan, that sounds like a drink I would drink. I know. It's so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. That sounds like exactly like something that would be <laughs> right up my alley. Uh, maybe, maybe when we're hanging out during GooseCon, we'll have to share some of that. Please, I will bring it. I have, I have blue raspberry, and I also have peach mango in the freezer. I would, I, I would tear <laughs> up either one of those. I do believe. Um, yeah, I am uh, like I have been for about nine out of ten, or eighteen out of twenty. Or nineteen out of twenty, I guess would be the right ratio. Episodes we've done you know? so far. Um drinking the dirty deuce. Uh just right. Mountain Dew and Kettle One vodka, you know, not straying too far from the from the beaten trail. Um making sure that I don't have another giant's night where I <laughs> threw fireball in the mix too and things got a little bit too little too wild. That's where it gets a little little interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well that it's a lot harder to uh, to gauge um, how you're doing while you're taking shots of fireballs. So, uh, <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Well, I mean, I could go take one right now. I do have it in the fridge, um, but you wouldn't have me for more than like 10 minutes because I'd be on the floor. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a very it, it, it shortens <laughs> the recording time exponentially once you start adding in shots. of Yeah, anything, really. Yeah. I'd like to be here for a little bit, you know. <laughs> That's good because, man, we, our listeners have absolutely stockpiled the questions about Warforged. Perfect. I I didn't realize it was such a hot topic, but they all want to hear so dang much about these uh, (laughs) guys. 
Well, you know, it's my life's work, so I am happy to pass along my vast, vast knowledge of my dear baby creations. That's I I can't I cannot wait and uh I think without further ado, I think we're ready to uh Ryan, how we like to start every episode of Lauren Pour Out with is that we I I just kind of sit back. I get to just kind of hang out mm-hmm. and give you the floor and let you Take abs- however long or short you want to just give a high level, low level, completely up to you, um, history of, uh, Warforge from start point A to point B, start to finish, where they started, where they're at now. And, uh, I, I, I love to do that before we get into the QA section. So if, if, if you don't have any other, uh, questions from me, I'd love for you to just uh, explain where these uh, middle boys came from. <laughs> I will happily do so. I, I will start off with a wonderful overview of my babies. The Warforged are a race of artificial living constructs. Warforged actually originated in Seer. Uh, you can say that however you want, but my family calls it Seer, and, you know, we're from there, so, you know. Uh, where we created... House Caneth, of course, back in 19... Or not 1965, (laughs) 965. Dates are hard, man. Uh, YK, or as you know, Year of the Kingdom. Uh, And these badass bonkin' machines were actually used to fight in the last war. Uh, Warforge are some big hefty boys. They average around 6 feet tall, or 1.8 meters, you're welcome, and weigh in at over 300 pounds, or 140 kilograms, you're welcome again! Whoa! I know, I'm telling you, Big boys. Warforged come in all different shapes and sizes and are made of various materials, such as, like, stone, metal, wood, I mean, anything you can really think of that you want to toss on a big, hefty killing machine, you pretty much can. Although... The core, deep inside, is usually like a skeletal frame, which, you know, we like to put metal or stone in there. Something durable, so, you know, they're not breaking as easily as our weak human bones. And they actually have wooden fibers that act as like a muscular system, which I didn't know, even though I've created them. The inner workings of of the Warforged just blow my mind, because... This is where things get a little complex for my tiny brain. Uh, so whereas us meat puppets, Adam, have veins that carry our blood throughout our body, uh, Warforged actually contain an internal network of tubes that run throughout the Warforged. They carry this, like, alchemical blood-like fluid that is designed to, like, lubricate and nourish their systems. So their hands usually only have, like, two f- fingers and a thumb, um, and their feet only have like two broad toes per foot. Their bodies are sexless, not to be mistaken with my dating life, uh, though their designs vary from creator to creator. They almost always have hinged jaws and eyes made of various colorful crystals. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should turn my video off for this portion. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good uh, host slash interviewer right now. Um, okay, all right, back to my babies. Sorry, you want to hear an ego trip about some Please. Warforged? Please. The Warforged faces usually resemble that of its human creator, which I couldn't think of being so self-centered even though I've created tens of thousands of these. While they don't really have, like, hair or ears or a nose or stuff like that, the general, like, overall face shape... 
is of that of the creator, whoever that may be. Hmm. Well, like us humans who get hurt just by standing up off the couch and walking to the fridge for a drink, I'm definitely not speaking from experience here. Warforged actually can get injured, uh, but they can also be healed by magic, just like we can, and affected by mind-altering effects, as they do have their own sort of sense of consciousness. Like many constructs, they don't need to sleep, eat, or even breathe, and to rest, they just kind of enter a inert but fully conscious state while the Windows logo bounces around in their empty eye sockets. Uh, Warforged can actually be upgraded, repaired, and modified by handy artificers, or artificers, however you want to say it. Uh, how do you say it, Adam? I've never, I've, you know what, I've already said artificers, and now that you said, what was it? Artificers. Artificers. I know, I it's so fancy, right? I think I'm going to adapt that one. You got to move. You got to come over to the artis- artificer team. Artificer. <laughs> I don't, you know, it. and now that I'm thinking, I'm trying to picture the word in my mind, I don't know where the I is. <laughs> That's what's important. So, well, the oldest known Warforged are roughly 30 years old as of right now and have yet to show signs of aging. Uh, just be thankful the all they don't live in New York like I do, or they would have rusted over within a month. So, in theory, they can kind of live for eternity as long as they receive, like, proper maintenance and repairs, which now explains why every single car I've ever owned has turned to shit. But they're living sentient beings who are crazy. So, just keep up with them. Keep up with your cars, people, please. And your Warforges. And your Warforges. <laughs> well, that is an overall explanation of the the physical aspects of the warforged did you have any questions regarding the physical aspects of my babies do i have any questions (laughs) ryan because i have i have history i have their inner workings personality oh god i have how they're created kind of their occupations, what they like to do in their free time. Oh my gosh, I have everything. We'll just go topic by topic. Yes, because I have got so many questions. One, first off, um, I I know they're now free beings, right? Now that the war is o- the Great War is over, which we'll correct. We'll touch on that because I do. That might be outside of your realm of expertise. Maybe I don't know. Um, but I do have a question about that. But first, prior to them being uh, free-willed and now free beings, mm-hmm. when the other houses were buying up these uh, metal-killing machines, how like how much did they cost? Was it ten gold? Was it a thousand gold? Was it platinum? oh oh god? It was uh, you know it it varies depending on who built them Mm. now someone like myself that's some top tier warforged right there um i guess it it kind of leans towards how big they make it the materials they make it out of their inner workings what their primary objective is and if they actually have been subjected to religion which is a huge part of how people buy up warforged Because if they are subjected to religion, they actually could go for less. Because when a Warforged is created, and the first thing they are taught, they believe 100%. Like, that is their life now. Mm. That is their go-to. So, if you tell them about religion, they're all in on that religion. And it's kind of hard to change their minds. So, that's a big factor. So, you know, I would say anywhere from 
couple platinum down to maybe a couple hundred gold, depending on said factors. Okay, and you know what? I recently, me, myself, as a like DM, DM Adam, mm-hmm. thought platinum was 10 gold to one platinum. I was wrong. It is 100, so I was I stand corrected there. So a couple platinum is nothing to sneeze at. That's I am also... <laughs> I'm also pretty sure I've believed that for my entire life, so you have also blown my mind, sir. Everything else was 10. It's I 10 know. copper, 10 silver, 10, and then all of a sudden 100 gold. Literally the last, last episode of One Shot Onslaught, someone's like, I got 10 platinum. I was like, oh, that's only 30 gold. And they're like, oh, I thought that was 100 or whatever. I thought that was 100 gold. I was like, oh, no, that's, and I'm wrong. And I, I feel, I felt so stupid. I, I, I felt so stupid. Anyway, I ha- I have a lot more money than I thought. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you are you are a rich man, Ryan. You are very rich. You mentioned being able to make different sizes and size coming into a factor of the price. What is the biggest, tallest, metalist boy you've ever made? How like how big are we talking? That I've ever made. I yeah. don't like to go over eight feet. You know, that's just getting ridiculous. Now, the tiniest boy I've made, probably about a foot tall. Uh, he just, he likes to skitter around and do all the things that involve being on the floor. Cause I don't like to bend over a lot. So he's my go-to for that. Uh, whether I drop the remote, whether I need to get my snacks from the fridge, anything like that. Actually, he might be a little too small for that. I don't remember who I employed for that. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah. Okay, so eight feet tall. Okay, I I didn't know if it, if if somebody was just out there got bored one day and decided to get wild with it and just made like a thirty foot tall warforge that would even work, or if they would just well, over and die. Speaking of religion, Adam, there is actually a group of warforged in the Mornland that have founded their own religion, following the becoming a god. Uh, these Warforged actually see, uh, searched through the ruins of Seer in order to build a body big enough and capable enough <laughs> of housing said god. So who knows what that's going to turn into. Oh, that sounds like bad news. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. If they ever find that and or make it, uh, it could be very, very bad. That's going to be really bad for Ebron. So the the Mornland, that's the area where... The big bomb explode something. The thing that ended the war, right? <laughs> yes. This is where I was mentioning earlier that uh, I did have one question about. I know that Warforged were created during that great war you talked about, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of shrouded in mystery what exactly ended that great war. It was some big explosion, but I do know that the Mornland is kind of at the heart of that. Do you have any more information about? I have a theory that I have read about regarding the Mornland, which is where the big, huge battle took place and people were outnumbered and all of a sudden the explosion occurred. Now, what I have read is that it was a subterranean prison complex that was built by my family, House Kenneth, of course, uh, to contain alien and extra planar threats for like 
the entirety of ever. And that is what exploded. And the jailer, who was a warforged called the Warden, uh, became corrupted by the very things that the construct was created to imprison. So, like, all of these crazy beings now somehow corrupted said forge? Don't know what happened to said forge. Um, We're just... It's all speculation at this point. But it doesn't sound like a good time. Clearly, given all the 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 cataclysm that happened at the Mornland, it does sound like a pretty good campaign, though. Imagine all the fun little extra planar threats you could come up with Ooh. to then embody one single forged or warforged. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's I I I do think that um, any of our listeners that weren't familiar with you know not only the Great War but also how the Great War ended, which also kind of led to the freeing of Warforged once mm-hmm. that war ended. I wanted to make sure that we touched on that so that they uh, were informed about that. And like I said, it wasn't exactly on topic as for Warforged. It was a little bit more on topic of the Great War. So I'm glad that you were uh, knowledgeable about that as well. You're uh, really- I try. I try. I dive into those history books, man. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 great. Uh, I mean, and I, I'm obviously in the history books um, mentions. I'm sure if Warforged poop or not, or if it's just like exhaust, or that's in history books, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. Um, it depends on the Warforged diet that you feed them. Now, like I said, they don't actually need to eat, but sometimes, you know, you toss them a little like scrap metal, some pipe to chew on, like a teething dog, um, anything of the sorts that they might want to enjoy for eating pleasure, I guess. That's what I eat for, at least. Sometimes it is indeed exhaust that just comes out of either, you know, the the lower end or up through the mouth depending again on what they eat but if it's those big pieces of scrap metal it actually at least the forge that i create works as almost a car compactor you know that you see in those in those yeah. uh like scrap yards and stuff it's just i got i got squishy things going in the stomach and they just scrap it up into a little cube <laughs> and it just pops right out the back it's it's, it's nice and simple cube. nice and easy yeah oh yeah so if you see cube, cubes littered around that kind of look metally, I wouldn't touch them. But you know, and you and know that they're good a, for something. We recycle a, here in Eberron. There's a hungry warforge somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta eat when you gotta eat. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like uh, as far as their favorite food, it sounds like they just eat kind of like metal, like nuts and bolts or whatever. Yeah, whatever you got lying around, any extras or anything like that. I mean, you don't want to go out of your way to cook them a full meal, you know. But. Yeah, yeah. So if if one of them, you know, eats something wrong and they get a tummy ache or something, mm-hmm. do they go to like a cleric for medical device or medical advice, or do they go to an artificer? What would? Oh, see, they could be healed by magic, so a cleric would work. But I feel like an artificer might be a little cheaper to work with, you know, just kind of pop open the chest cavity, dig your hand in and take out whatever's, you know, messing with his tum. So just get rid of the problem at the source kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, you know, mechanics know so much more than I do. 
But exactly. So do, so do doctors, though, right? But if I've got a real serious problem with my human body, that's going to cost <laughs> a lot more than if my Honda Accord has a problem with its car body. Exactly. Why go to a doctor when you can fix yourself at a mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, uh, and I don't I don't know if everyone has any kind of like universal health care or universal car insurance, <laughs> but but either way, I'm sure it's cheaper to see a mechanic than a than a exactly <laughs> exactly. Now now that the uh, the Great War is over, obviously you mentioned like these were specialized mechanical beings created to fight in this war by your house, uh, by your family in your house. Um, now that the great war is over, how, how are they integrating with society? How are they, like, how are they perceived by the general public? Hmm. Okay. Well, let's, let's dive right into, into that. Now, after the war ended, it was actually they they were granted their freedom right as the war ended uh, through the Treaty of Thronehold. Now, weirdly enough, that was like almost a little traumatic for certain forged because all forged know are just orders and information and rules and following whatever they were intended to do. So, given their freedom and just not having any sort of structure to their day, I guess you could say. I mean, some just stood idly in fields for days upon weeks, just hoping that instructions would come along. Um, but it wasn't for like weeks later until they realized that, you know, they gotta, they gotta do something to start passing their time. And they slowly began to band together and seek out new purposes and leaders or just some sort of purpose in their life. They have integrated somewhat well with society. We'll get to the sad part later. Uh, we'll go for the good stuff first. <laughs> Warforged do indeed like have feelings. They experience anger and fear and hatred and stuff. So they they can chat with you. They can hold the conversation. Their faces, however, were not really designed to like display facial expressions to convey emotions, much like my exes. And so it can seem like they're kind of distant from certain conversations. Uh, but despite their lack of like physical facial facial features, they're not without emotion. So they can still make friends. They can still, you know, make memories with you and, and go on adventures. And some you can actually see their eyes will glow at the site of or at like while they're experiencing certain strong or like specific emotions again they've kind of strayed away from religion they usually typically like to band together with your small ragtag group of incredibly dumb comrades that hit on each other any chance they can get um that's usually where they find their their loyalty um they get like nicknames and stuff from them they don't they they're born with certain numerical and um kind of acronymical names i guess you could say but some tend to kind of just put that on the side and adapt any sort of nicknames that they're given or some will even like search out a specific name based on what they think describes them best but yeah they are phenomenal workers they craft like crazy that is what they absolutely love to do they like to pick up certain hobbies activities whether it's smithing anything of the sorts 
They just need something to do at all times. And some Warforged actually, fun fact, enjoy counting objects. And what they count doesn't need to be interesting. As Warforged <laughs> will count the most mundane things like a, each blade of grass in like a specific area. Oh my god. And speaking of counting, a, a completely Warforged unrelated fact for you, Adam. Did you know that the ancient Chinese used to believe that if a vampire came across a sack of rice, it would have to stop and count each individual grain before moving on? Where did I hear that from? Was it from the TV show Supernatural? Or... Oh, it could have been. I don't know <laughs> why I would know that. I don't know, Ryan. <laughs> but, it, but. but it sounds like these... So. Uh, it sounds like the Warforged would probably be able to get some jobs in society. It's like mostly, you know, blacksmith, forging, <laughs> accountants, maybe? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Depends which accountant you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, it would have to be some kind of very physical <laughs> accounting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Warforged, they range from all sorts of different occupations. Um, given their like advanced military experience, a lot become guards or mercenaries and stuff. And not really having to rely on food or sleep at all, they like almost take over the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, they can work upwards of like 20-hour shifts which kind of lead to employers leaning more towards Warforged as employees. That's really the state of the world, isn't it, Ryan? Where there's people like, you know what? Let's start to automate. It it kind of it kind of puts a, a distaste for the Warforged in a lot of certain societies and yeah. areas. Um there are sadly certain regions that are still very highly against Warforged, but again, others are kind of like monopolizing the markets and creating their own empires, which causes a lot of tension between, you know, nations and houses and stuff like that. But the Warforged actually, they mainly live as outsiders anyway in the nations with lives like just that are completely different than ours. They have come to like uh, take interest in different cultures and chosen to wear clothes and imitate like accents and mannerisms of those around them. Um, Warforged have even become bards like Daft Punk or Marshmallow, um, while also some becoming artists like Pablo Picasso. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, uh, he weirdly the, uh, enough, he painted that robot lady that has a weird smile. Is it a smile though? It's like it's 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 a topic of discussion. It's a heated debate if it's a smile or not. One thing I found was they weirdly become artists on accident. <laughs> I find that incredibly odd and I don't know how you go about that, but it has grown so much that there is now a warforged art market that exists in Breland. So they are really making a name for themselves out there. I can see it. I can see it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, D- definitely. I I would like to have some Warforged art hanging around. Exactly. It'd be so interesting. This this was just this literally just came to my mind. Is Warforged the the brand name like Band Aid or Q Tip, <laughs> or is it uh, is it like 
I don't I don't even know how to finish <laughs> that thought. It just well, came to my brain. <laughs> you see, you see, my family calls them Warforged, but we do have some other families who create like knockoff brands of Warforged. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot called? of there's some there's battle bots, um, there's conflict crusaders, um, there's <laughs> There's one family, which I really hate, that calls them Clash Commanders. I don't know. <laughs> That's the worst one. I would hate that. You know what? I do hate that I know. Family, it's, just, it's just a distaste for them. We have a family rivalry against them. I'm thinking of suing, honestly. I mean, it, it's really hard when you're the, the, the forerunner of a technology. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. You got everyone trying to take over and do their own spin on it when the original is the best. Now, has anybody ever tried to make a, a piece forged? Because Good question. I would assume so. Now, under my brand, Warforged, you know, like I said, they, they take up whatever we teach them. So if you taught them peace right off the bat, I guess they could technically be called Peace Forged. Okay. Yeah. I, I bet there's some out there. I bet there's some out there. Exactly. Or if you take one of my Warforged and you, like, rip its arms off, technically it's Peace Forged. Yeah. Well, it could still kick, though, real hard, Ryan. It could. It could. But then it would be in pieces, so. <laughs> so, speaking of it being in pieces, how how much of a Warforged can be replaced before it's a different Warforged? Like, if you've got a war oh, God! and you take an arm off and put a different arm on, right? Cool. You got it. Then you take its head off, put a new head on, take an arm off, take the, and then you take the chest off, which doesn't make sense because then <laughs> you'd have to take everything off. But you know, you know what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. Like, where is their personality, their core? You know, they're like, I don't I want to say... Obviously, there's other races other than human, but they're like humanity. Like, where's that stored at? And when does it become a different Warforged? I would say it's kind of like how humans want to freeze their brains and, like, be put into a new body. It's, I would assume it's some sort of motherboard that I've definitely created and put into these skulls of Warforged. As, I guess as long as that's intact, you can put it wherever you want, and it's still a Warforged. Uh, there's there's people who upgrade, modify, repair, and do whatever they want to their Warforged. I guess as long as it's still under that over-encompassing motherboard with its memories and everything locked on in there, I think you're good to go. You can paint, you can paint as many flames on that thing as you want. It's going to be the same. <laughs> exactly. Same Warforged. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, this one, I'll let you answer this however you want to answer this, but uh, I'm legally obligated to ask this question, Ryan, so I do <laughs> apologize. That's okay. How much war could a war forge forge if a war forge could forge war? Oh, how much war, for, how much war could a war forged forge if a war forge could forge war? Yeah. That was a listener submitted a question. So legally, technically, listener, all of the war, given that that's why they were built, they forged war and that's all they did for like 30 years. So <laughs> they have forged all of the war and then us humans and stuff kind of made them stop. 
So <laughs> here's another one that's really been uh, really gnawing at the back of my head is can Warforged combine together to form some kind of big Power Rangers-esque uh, Zorg? Ooh. Zoid? Zorg. I haven't seen Power Rangers in a while. I forget what it's is this, called. I think it's Zoid. Zoid. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I got it the first try, and then I yeah. messed myself up. <laughs> so, I'm going to say yes, but I feel like it's <laughs> a a three kobolds in a trench coat kind of deal, where it's like, if listen, if you're running one leg, that's your entire purpose. You're running a leg. Like, you can't you have to have one forged on each specific thing. The motherboards can't really combine into one. You have your own consciousness all spread throughout this monstrosity of a, a robot. If you're a leg, <laughs> you don't get other actions other than being a leg. Exactly. You are leg. All your life now is just leg. Oh, what's oh, it's my turn in the initiative. What's what am I gonna do? I'm in a leg. <laughs> I'm gonna that is, step, I guess. <laughs> uh, step. Sorry, sorry. Stepping is a bonus action. Uh, <laughs> if you're a leg, <laughs> I will use my action and bonus action to leg. Yes, <laughs> I will. Uh, but once the weapon player gets the turn, then it's all over. They're gonna get exactly. Big then you're thing. done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you answered that, uh, and I'm glad that we've got a definitive answer from the absolute expert on Warforged that, yes, you can Absolutely. be a Zoid if you want to be a Zoid, and if you've got four, <laughs> if you've got four Warforged friends and you're Warforged, mm-hmm. I think that's how many limbs and things you need. I don't yeah. remember how many Power Rangers there are. There might be I think five. five? I think, I think oh man, I want. Five. I'm second guessing myself. I want to say six now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking six because arm, arm, tort. Who would be the torso though? What yeah, I know. Do? I feel like that they got the shit end of the stick there. Well, if you're torso with the head, like imagine, imagine you get cast at a Power Ranger show and you're like, you got to go home and tell your parents that you're the torso. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, you couldn't. You couldn't. You'd have to tell them like, yeah, I, I got a job at a. I'm an usher at a movie theater. Like, just, <laughs> it's a lot more respectable than a torso. Yeah, I'm just it's, saying. It's, in, in any, like, yeah, in, in, no matter what you say, it's going to be better than saying, yeah, I'm the torso of the Zoid. <laughs> I don't even have, like, you know, a color. I'm just, it's like, it's a nondescript color. Just gr- it, the gray Power Ranger. Kind of looks gray, kind of looks white sometimes. Like, it's just, <laughs> don't even have, I'm not red, I'm not blue. Like, I'm not a color. I'm I'm the torso. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel, oh now I'm going to, I'm going to feel really bad. I know, I really hope a, there's not a there six Power Rangers. <laughs> there is a torso, we just ragged on them so hard. Oh, God. Don't send them the my Power way, Rangers please. don't listen to this. The Power Rangers could kick my ass, so please don't send them my way. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. This, before we wrap up, <laughs> and before we get to the final question of the night. Uh-huh. All right. It's Saturday night. But you got you to gotta, you gotta put yourself in, your, in, a, in a war for a brain. All right. I, don't know, I don't know that's going to be... You know, that's going to be kind of difficult. You know, you create your Warforged. You got to put yourself in the Warforged, right? I put myself into every one of my Warforged, Adam. You need to know that's this. That's true. They all look like you, Ryan. <laughs> exactly. You've been, this is cake you've for been me. glue on a beard. And <laughs> I do. I do. Every single one has a beard. 
but mentally, but mentally picture okay, yourself okay. near the Warforged. All right. It's Saturday night. I, I, Adam, am, am gotta, I gotta paint my nails, gotta put some heels mm-hmm. on before hit the dance floor. I'm inviting you out on a date Saturday mm-hmm. night. Okay. I'm getting, I'm doing the whole nine. I'm getting prepared everything. All right. What is your Saturday night routine before you come and pick me up? Like, what all do you do? To oh, God. If, I, okay, listen. First, we got to flush the fluids, man. We got to do a whole clean out of every single thing inside. <laughs> I got to, I got to clean out and then just redo everything. Um, first that then i'm going to the outfits we are getting my best magnetic clip-on tie uh it's a bow tie actually i'm popping that right on all right you deserve the best then i don't think i would wear pants Warforged, <laughs> Warforged don't really wear pants i might throw some shorts on because those rip a little less definitely tossing a little blazer on so i can look a little fly on the dance floor and then I I actually have wheels attached to my feet, so I am coming to pick you up. I don't rent an Uber or anything. It is me. And I will honeymoon carry you to the club, wherever we end up going. It like a, it's like Heelys. Yeah, yeah, it's like Heelys. I'm just helium, helium through the streets of Eberron, or wherever I'm from. <laughs> With you just cradled in my arms, and we're going to go clubbing for the night. Now, how we get back is a different story, because I'm going to be way too gone, and I'm not oh, going to be able yeah. to heal you down the streets. So, we're going to have to figure that out, but maybe the time can, will come. Maybe we can fantasy Uber back home. Yeah, that, that works. I, that I, works. I mean, I think that's fine. I think that I think by that point, when you've when you've gone through the whole nine, you know, you've gotten dressed up, you've, you've refreshed all of your fluids... <laughs> and you've healed me away to the dance floor. <laughs> I think I would forgive you if we had an Uber back home. I think. Yeah. Like, I have my own ride, I promise. But, like, tonight, we just got a little too fun. We got we to gotta be safe going home. So. <laughs> Ab- absolutely last but not least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if a... I don't even know if it would be a Warforged cleric or a Warforged artificer. Probably artificer, I would think. Okay. Would they be able to make their own Warforged and maybe even Warforged artificer and tell them, like, you know, the first thing they hear, right, is, like, ingrained in them. They tell them, like, hey, it's um, your whole mission is to create Warforged. Could they get stuck hmm. in an infinite loop like that? Like, just keep creating more and more work? Because that sounds like a pretty lucrative loophole to me to make mm-hmm. one Warforged and teach them <laughs> to create other Warforged. And then you don't oh my gosh. factories or whatever. I would never have to work another day in my life, Adam. Why have I not thought of this? Oh, shoot. I thought maybe this, <laughs> I thought maybe this is one of your, like, I... plants. I'm I well it's a plan now. I'm going to try it out. Um I I would say yes. I mean they have the knowledge of the inner workings of their own warforged body. Mm-hmm. 
why wouldn't they be able to implement that into another one and replicate it, you know? And then as long as you're passing along that info from one Warforged to newly created Warforged, they could just do the same thing. And then it's infinite Warforged. Then we're getting to some apocalyptic shit, but yeah. that's a little spooky. That, that was also <laughs> a caveat, uh, caveat on that question about would that bring about the the I forget how they said it. I think they called it the mechanical apocalypse. Yeah, I guess it depends on the initial intentions of the very first OG Warforged who mm-hmm. started creating other Warforged. Because unless he says otherwise, the rest of the line is not going to pick up on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I feel like any Warforged could potentially create another Warforged. So that's where it gets a little creepy. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, it it doesn't have to be a big variation. It could just be the smallest, yeah. minuscule variation in the, in the exactly. code or the instructions that just starts to... <laughs> multiply and become Mm -hmm. exponential and then hey i'm creating life i'm a god i'm gonna kill everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah it could get real shady real dicey real fast because they are they are created with no sense of morality or good or evil so it is entirely up to whoever creates them so that's where it gets a little, little, little iffy. So yeah, I guess even, <laughs> I know we're talking about the, uh, Warforge creating Warforge creating Warforge, but I guess it would maybe ladder up a little bit to whoever created that initial Warforged. Yeah, I think so, actually. Which was probably be you, Ryan. So as long probably as you're me. good and pure of heart. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> don't like that laugh. <laughs> don't like that laugh at all. I don't feel secure in uh, my future now. Listen, I'm trying to save everyone with my Warforged, okay? Okay. That's got to mean something for oh, now. Okay. Before we all die in Terminator <laughs> 2 or whatever one they, everybody dies in, Ryan, where can people find you out in the real world when you're not? studying oh my gosh everyone can find me on the D podcast cast party as uh, four cast and crew members from la transported to a fantasy realm uh you can find me anywhere on social media at cast party D, or if you want to follow me personally because i'm pretty kind of cool uh at rye underscore mcmanus awesome ryan thank you so much for hanging out uh tonight this was a super informative episode. Even, Heck yeah. Even, even <laughs> with the level of absurdity of the questions, including <laughs> do Warforges poop? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm prepared for anything. I feel like it was a, a, a very based uh, uh, interview and very factual. So thank you so much, Ryan. Thanks for hanging out. Dude, thank you. I had such a blast. If you are listening and you're going to be at uh, GooseCon or yeah. what to GooseCon, guess what? Ryan oh, my gosh. May, Ryan, may, Ryan just may be there. I might be there. Ryan just may be there. Uh, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Ryan's going to be there. <laughs> and I can't wait. Ryan, I can't wait to play some games with you. Um, it's going to be so fun, man. So fun. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember that, you know what? I'm going to change this up. I always say, and remember, at least half of this is correct. 
I'm going to say I remember <laughs> at least three quarters of this is correct. Oh, I got I'm, that bonus I'm, points. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good for that. So everybody remember at least three quarters is correct. 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 Is correct. I'll edit out the, the bad ones and I'll keep there the good There you go. Ones. Bye, everybody. See ya. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.